Hello, and welcome to the Gone But Not Forgotten podcast. I'm Audrey Cornell. And I'm Louise Coleman. And we are back from our break with a recap of our one-year anniversary. Um, We've been doing this for one year. That's crazy. (laughs) How has it been? A year? Oh, my God. (laughs) I know. We've done so much in a year as well. We have. I was literally scrolling through the episodes. I'm like, oh, my God, we've actually done this many. Like... I'm really proud of us because I feel like we worked really hard on every single episode and I feel like we've succeeded at what our goal is and yeah I'm just excited to keep it going because I love doing this podcast and talking about actors and movies because those are my favorite things but (laughs) and I feel exactly the same way I didn't realize how many people I stand that were dead Um, so so much fun (laughs) loving them and seeing them again we got quite a few questions from our followers Um, which is awesome and um, I guess we could just get into it so our first question we thought we could cover is from our friend Zeus aka Ethernos so Zeus asked how did we meet hey so first of all hello Zeus friend of the pod thank you for the question I remember this so vividly and like it's actually crazy I don't know why I remember this so well but maybe it's like when something important happens in your life but you've just taken a screenshot of it so we obviously met on Filmstagram. I never thought I'd meet my best friend on there. It's incredible. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, followed each other, mutuals. Literally remember the date. <laughs> 27th of May, 2022. I was in the car, driving, literally just driving from Bristol to Cardiff, which is like a literally 45 minute drive. But there was so much traffic because of the Ed Sheeran concert we were going to. That it took about two hours. It was awful. Oh, wow. And I was just on Instagram, looking through the stories. And then Audrey put up a story that was like a, a question prompt saying, should I watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? A beautiful picture of that of Sharon in the cafe in Paris. I literally remember, how do I remember that? Like, <laughs> That's <laughs> crazy. Oh, my I God. Like, I was like, oh, man, and I was like, oh, my God, do I message? Never messaged before. I was like, oh, my God, should I do it? Like, you know what? F it. I'm going to do it. I literally just replied saying, oh my God, yes, you should watch it. I'm a Sharon fan. It's really good for her. Watch it. And then you, then you obviously did. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, it must, I don't know how long it would have been. Not, it would have been that long. But then I got the best message ever. And it was from you saying, hi, would you like to be a guest on the podcast talking about Sharon Tate? And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> would I? Like, yes. That's the best thing I've ever been asked in my entire life. When I get proposed to, it's coming second to that. <laughs> we just got on so well. We just clicked instantly. I just thought it was brilliant. And then, yeah, we stopped recording and I thought that was going to be it. I was like, I'm really happy with that, really pleased. And then, like, when I woke up, because it was like I went straight to bed. When I went up, woke up, I got the message from you saying, do you want to be the co-host? And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, scratch that. That is the second best question you've asked me. <laughs> but then, yeah. And what do they say? The rest is history. Exactly. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, the very first time we met was when we recorded that episode. Yeah. And yeah. listening back, like, I could tell I was a little bit nervous. But like, I don't think you can tell. Like, we never really talked to each other before then. But it still yeah. flowed really well. Yeah. I still always think, though, it was when we recorded the River episode, we were, like, fully. And that was still the second yeah. episode, but we were fully yeah. That's how quick it was. Yeah. yeah, we were a little bit, like, timid. But, like, yeah, yeah it does not come across. First, Louise was, like, going to be my guest because she loved Sharon. But then I think I decided I didn't really have a lot of people to talk about. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> I was like, oh, it just, it went so well with Louise. Like maybe she'll just want to keep doing it. And we just had such a good time. And I felt like you really understood what I wanted to go for too. And I really, I think it was just like fate that we had met with that very first episode. It's been really fun and exciting to see how our friendship has grown over the year. And yeah, I'm just excited to see where it goes in the future. So. Don't make me cry. Oh no. Ah, she's so hard. Like, oh my god, I can't stop smiling. But I don't know, maybe one day we'll we'll record an in-person episode. Oh my god, please. I hope. 
But here's the thing, you know, we love each other. We have been conflicting on certain films sometimes. And that was the question from Zeus and from Bob, which I love that they both asked the same thing. What films have we been most conflicted on? And when I first read this question, I had to find it difficult, I won't lie. I did think of one main one. I know okay. that's the whole episode. Which is- okay. So with our JFK episode, first of all, <laughs> the film, the Jackie. Yeah. I couldn't believe it when I found out you didn't like it. I, and I'm pretty sure I went on a massive tangent about it. And then you were like, oh, yeah, I didn't like it. Mm. <laughs> and I thought, oh, no. <laughs> I don't like I don't like disagreeing like I hate it but then the main thing from that episode was that we both had different views on on the whole assassination yeah and I genuinely because you believe that Lee was up not up framed yeah or at least like part of it yes yeah yeah well I like I, I think it was fully him yeah. crazy like I remember I mean, that that's very much not me. I love a conspiracy theory <laughs> but, uh, but yeah I don't know it's just all the the research that I did just led me to it and yeah and then we were like laying our cases down about it but that's what makes it a great episode as well I think you yeah. are hearing two sides of the same story I forgot about Jackie I'm not saying that means it's like a bad no. movie <laughs> I forgot we did that episode because it was different from the other stuff we've done yes but yeah that was fun and yeah I definitely think you like some biopics like more than me I just don't like any biopics yep yep you know you made me instantly figure like Capote like yeah Yeah. I just I don't know it's they always do it in a kind of most boring way for me but yes I think if you want to learn about something or someone they can be good like a good starting point I fear that I might be with the old academy voters that like the Oscar bait (laughs) films yeah (laughs) <laughs> Where you're looking for new and excitement and yeah I love that so much but yeah <laughs> perfect but we kind of like balance each other out I think exactly yeah. yeah once again like you said it's good to have different opinions I did also think of another film oh it was a splendor in the grass oh yeah yeah I freaking love that film so yeah. much the drama you're not going to be hearing it in my top five. Oh, no. I know okay um, interesting but yeah I loved it it just really took me by surprise I had no idea about it and then yeah I you didn't like it <laughs> I blame Warren Beatty if it was yeah. someone else yeah. I would have loved that movie yeah yeah it's all Warren Beatty's fault it's all Warren's <laughs> fault okay yeah no that's fine I get it why you don't like it yeah it's like the feminist in me yes <laughs> it yeah. overtakes oh, no. sometimes yeah no that's fair <laughs> I think at least we both agree on Natalie's performance, though, being yes. one of her best. Yes, 100% yeah. agree. Yeah, and I think that's for me what does it. I know you said, oh, if, if anyone but Warren Beatty, but then for me, it's like anyone but Natalie couldn't do it. Like, she's yeah. the only one for it, like, and did it for me. What, what yeah. films have you got that we're most conflicted on? Okay, so obviously, Stand By Me was a big... I think you gave five stars. I gave it one star. Oh my God. Someone <laughs> being the greatest film ever made. <laughs> so I don't want to no, like rub I salt in the wound. But... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not proud of it. Okay. I've seen it twice. I gave it a second try. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I usually love those kinds of movies because I love River. I love Rob Reiner movies, especially the 80s. I think that was like his peak era. And of course, movies set in the 50s. So yeah, I don't know. It's just like, it has all the ingredients, but yeah, just not compatible. I'm wondering, is it maybe like the all, I hate to say this, like like the all male cast, maybe? Probably. Yeah, I definitely have an aversion. Yes. (laughs) Oh my God. I've just also realized another reason you should love that film. John Cusack is in it. Oh my God. Yeah. What the heck? (laughs) This film is made. It was. I forgot he's the brother the older yes. like the dead yes. older yes <laughs> classic yeah he's I was gonna say you know the like the trope of the dead wife and stuff yeah that's the John dead John Cusack <laughs> yeah what the heck interesting yeah. yeah I can understand it from your point of view yeah. genuinely but I yeah. can't say anything bad about that film. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'll start crying just thinking about the freaking ending. <laughs> I don't really remember a lot about this and I could be wrong about you liking it, but I feel like we disagreed on humor-esque. 
oh yes. yeah yeah I didn't love it but I liked it yeah <laughs> okay yeah I, I'll tell you who we disagreed on our thoughts on Joan Crawford because I won't lie after I watched that film oh my gosh she's mother to me <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, and I'm like um, I don't like Joan Crawford exactly. so yes yeah. <laughs> but for me yeah. I the job it was the John Garfield but I just love Joan in it so much she was just serving I loved her throwing her money about and stuff but then yeah if you don't like Joan Crawford Oh, it's honey, not gonna work. Not, yeah, no, not <laughs> at all. <laughs> I forgot about that one. Yeah, it's not super memorable. I think for me, yeah. I really, I love that kind of story of the rags to riches to rags again. Yes, but yeah, maybe just Tom Garfield is not really believable in the violin. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, um, oh no, that film is really good. How they make it look like he's playing. Like, yeah. Yeah. We will or not. But yeah, no, that yeah. is not a violinist. No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that reminds me of this Harvey Keitel movie I watched the other day where he's oh, like yeah. a concert pianist. I was like, no. <laughs> no. He's been around the block. He's had a few fights. He is not a pianist. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think it, that's about it. I don't really need to go over them too yeah. much. But yeah, I think it's more just like, I don't really like the lead or something like that and you do and I think for me that just makes or breaks a movie 100 yeah Um, I'm not as open-minded as you are no (laughs) but you have made this is going to sound negative and I trust me when I say I mean it in the most positive way and it's brilliant but you have made me more cynical towards films (laughs) I would just throw out five (laughs) four all the way but yeah now I'm more like a three and a half girl um so yeah oh but honestly thank you Everyone's always saying to me, you, you rate too high. Oh, I just love film, but yeah. I've got a better eye at seeing other stuff now as well. Things I wouldn't have noticed before, all because of you. Oh my gosh. And that's a good thing. That's okay, good, thing. good. Did you want to move to our next Yeah, question? yeah. Okay. What is that again? Yeah, our favorite. Oh, our favorite episodes. I have three. I mean, obviously, I love doing all of them, but I think these three just kind of like have stuck with me the most. And I feel it was like the most fun to get to talk about. Are you putting as well factors of, yeah, doing it, like recording it, how it turned out and like the prep? Yeah, I think I just have the fondest memories or like I got the most out of these episodes. The first one I wrote down is our River Phoenix episode because if anyone knows me, yeah, I love him so much. And it was really fun because we got to go through, I think I watched all of his movies and you did uh, did really well. I was very dedicated and yeah, we watched a lot together. So I think that also is a reason why it went on the list. And there's just a lot of variety too, I feel like, yeah, which was fun because a lot of our subjects not their fault they just have a lot of the same type of movies and it gets a little bit tiring yeah yeah and I guess just being able to process some of that stuff especially his death was it was really hard um for me emotionally but I think it was really worth it and I get some closure because I've always had a lot of harbored feelings or just like things that I was like, why did that happen? Why did so-and-so do that? And so I think just as a whole too with this podcast, like it's been really helpful to understand that these are just people, they make mistakes too. And then they have all these added pressures of fame and just coming to that realization is really helpful and cathartic in a way. So yeah. Oh, that's lovely. (laughs) That's really nice. (laughs) <laughs> a lovely conclusion to come to as well. That was brilliant. Yeah. Thanks. But yeah, I, I, I loved our River episode. I've also put that one down because it is. Oh my God. It, that, I know I've already said this a million, million times, but like, I just also feel like it's because we like, we're really comfortable with each other, even from that early on. And that stays with me. But yeah, even so, I knew how much you loved running on empty. So I couldn't wait to watch that. We watched it separately, which I'm glad we did. Just like, a, we didn't know what we both thought, which is yeah. brilliant. But yeah, and like you said, watching the films together. Oh my God. Yeah. This is so, this is, I would have no idea what was happening in Little Nikita without you. It's so convoluted at the end on the train. And I'm like, it's what? crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A mad film. But yeah, and I'm obviously, you're the bigger River fan. 
because I was always like a casual fan. But this has just made me love him so much. Uh, really opened my eyes to him. Your bio episode for it as well. But on, perfect. Thank you. Yeah, I think that's the one I'm most proud of, probably, the for bios. Yeah. It was hard, though. Like the personal side of it, do you think? Yeah, because I get yeah. like way too emotionally attached to these people. <laughs> no, I get that. I don't know if this is like a cop out, but I did our Q and A and our the one we played cinephile oh, as well. Yeah, purely because I think we learn so much about each other, and I'm pretty sure that was the one where we filmed we we recorded loads and yeah. then we lost it. But we weren't even bothered. It was it was it was fine because you know, we just got to meet again and talk again. It, it didn't. We weren't upset by it. We weren't. We were like, okay, it's fine. We'll just push on. We'll record it again. Because um, we had... I forgot about that. Oh, my God. Do you remember the big Tony Curtis Google image picture? Yes. Oh, my God. Uh, segue we went on. Yeah. <laughs> and I was lost. That was... How? That's lost. That's gone forever. Yeah. It was so upsetting. <laughs> Playing Cinefile with you as well was so much fun. I, it's a game I definitely need to improve on. We need to play it again. Yes, we do. But yeah, I just thought it was just really great as well for our listeners as well, but also just for us two to get to know each other. Yeah, we should do another one of those. We should. Yeah. Yeah. Second year. Yeah. Yeah. We're doing it. Okay. Okay. And then my next one is Natalie Wood. And I think it's the same with Ripper. I really love her too. And yeah. we probably did too much. Like we, <laughs> we talked about every single we, one. We did. <laughs> it was a little extra. Um, it's definitely when we realized, yeah, we got to change this a little. <laughs> we were going yeah. Through, but I love it. I love yeah. it. But, but it was still really fun. Yeah. And once again, like she has a huge catalog. It was cool to go literally like the beginning of her life to her end of her life. We haven't really had someone like that where it's like they were a child actor and an adult and all yes. in between. And I think her story is just so fascinating. You know what I also love about, yeah. I feel the same for all of them, but we didn't actually, we didn't talk a lot about how she died. And I think that's right. I think that's so good. We don't need to talk about that event. And I think that's so right. We do that a lot though, actually, as well. Like with Sharon say, like we did buy it. We, I think we went to the Viper Room and stuff. But I think that sticks in my mind. That's how respectful we are. That we're not just talking about that. Yeah. Because so many people would and it's, oh, it's awful. Yeah. I'm really glad we did that with Ali. Maybe we shouldn't have gone through every single one of her Probably films. not. <laughs> that's honouring her of a film star, which yeah. she was. So I like that. I really respect this for that. That's true. I think that's like the least important thing about her. And yeah. if you Google her, that's like the only thing that really comes up. And so I just, yeah, I wanted to offer a different perspective. One more thing is, I think I mentioned this or you did or somebody did, but like, in that episode that she acted throughout so many different decades and so it was really fun to to watch the decades what was popular in each decade and who was she starring with and stuff like that because she's had some amazing like co-stars and yes acted with some of the biggest names that's such a good point actually I kind of segwaying off of that I've kind of got like the, 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 it's still my favorite, one of my favorite episodes, but it's, so you know how we went through all of Natalie's films? Yeah. I also loved it when we went through all of Elvis's films, oh, yeah. <laughs> even though they were awful. <laughs> and bless our hearts, we did so hard to make these films work. I love Elvis. I love him. And yeah, those films are awful. We stick to it. Mm-hmm. We could have watched one of his films and been like, oh my God, no, let's not do this. <laughs> We were like, no, we are staying. And we, in that episode, we went through his entire filmography. Yeah. And I love that from us. I think it went into two parts. After Natalie as well. But um, Yeah, I think so. That's brilliant. <laughs> Who else is doing a deep dive into Elvis's film? No one else. Yeah. <laughs> no one else. <laughs> yeah, we did not have to. But we did. <laughs> we did. <laughs> I think that's our motto. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That was a really fun episode, though. I think there were a few that we both liked a lot. Yeah. But yeah, yeah it was yeah. like nice to have a, a bit of a break from anything like too emotionally taxing. Yes. Yeah, nothing heavy. Nothing yeah. heavy. <laughs> yeah, I'm still a blue Hawaii stand. Like, that's the one yeah. ever. And Jailhouse Rock. Yeah, I like it. Some of the other ones. <laughs> yeah, they, they blend together for me. I'm not even going to lie. I don't know. <laughs> 
I couldn't tell you the plot of probably half of them. I think you could do like a Mad Libs to make a plot of an Elvis film. You pick a job, you pick a location, <laughs> you pick like you pick an actress. A actress. Yeah. <laughs> Bam. Elvis. <That's> <laughs> I'm sorry, that's literally what the colonel did. Like, Yeah, true. He definitely capitalized on that. So. <laughs> You'll be happy because I have a couple Elvis movies. Oh, my more God. Elvis. Yes. You watch more Elvis. I can't believe that. First of all, so. why? Well, you'll hear it. We'll get there later. But yeah, oh, a little I'm so excited. sneak peek. Yes. Oh, my God. I got out of all the people who I've done, I was not expecting Elvis. My last pick is the Rita Hayworth episode. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Yes. And I think that's because I really wanted to do Rita. I'd seen a couple of her movies like prior to, and then I just like really fell in love with her and her films. And yeah, I think compared to the other two I chose, like I wanted to pick one where I doing the podcast helped me become a fan. And yeah, I'm so glad to watch more of her movies and learn more about her. Because yeah, she's definitely one of my favorites now. (laughs) It's the fact that we we all had that view of Rita of the Gilda stuff, uh, blah, blah, blah. We've actually got so much better connected with her from watching her films. Yeah. Like, I really, I'm so happy about that. Just learning about people that you think you have an image of, especially if it's like a sex symbol or something. Like just, of course, that's not really how anybody is, but you just don't really know that until you get to know them. So I think that was really helpful the very surface level and that's what we want to do with this pod is to make people see them in a different light in the light they should be seen in and we definitely got that from Rita yeah which is great yeah and I was just really proud of those the bio and the one where we talked about her movies like yes yeah I think we did good work I learned so much from the bio episode you did they all are so thorough so well written and researched well done thank you (laughs) From some from another one of our followers, films underscore around the world asks, "What is the best thing we've learned since starting the pod?" Audrey, would you like to go first? Okay, sure. I think I mentioned earlier just learning about people and being able to share their stories and stuff has been really satisfying for me. Yeah. And I think it's also been really interesting to learn about Hollywood as a whole and how everybody's connected, whether it be old Hollywood or the 80s, 90s stuff. Um, And for me, it really puts into perspective, like how insane Hollywood really is. And these people are so brave and talented. I don't know how they did anything at all. And yet they managed to like give us so much wonderful art. And I think that's like the main thing I've learned and gotten out of it is just really expanding my cinephile knowledge I guess like my education even from what you've said even learn about like old Hollywood like I've also learned about like the blacklist and how bad it was like with like John Garfield going into that that like poor man was blacklisted and things like that like and also with Hollywood as well the studios this is all things obviously we knew but seeing it applied to like our faves is like something different in a way yeah it's different to see it in that light and you know, from a different like point of view as well from someone we actually really respect having their career ruined by the studio system so I think yeah you're so right we've learned so much about Hollywood yeah and also we we which I think is beautiful as well we've applied it to both modern day and like present as well like from doing people from this era as opposed to doing people from the 30s and 40s so I think it's Good, we got that like variety. I have a more shallow answer. Is that like, it's made me, it's made me yeah, just sure. learn about a lot of, learn about a lot of different actors who I've never heard. Of. This is awful to say. I didn't know who John Garfield was. I didn't know who Tyrone Power was. I watch old films, but I just watch like the main old films, like the classic old films. Yeah. A lot of stars that I've just, I did not know about. And you introduced them to me. And that being said as well, not just old stars, because you introduced me to Dermot Moroni, who was like <laughs> the number one boy. So I just like that this has made, paved the way for me to learn about all these new actors that I never really knew about and that I've become fans of as well. So yeah. I'm really glad that we had this pod. I don't We're think that's about. shallow, though. It's always fun to learn about new people and watch their movies and stuff. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do our proudest fan cast? 
Oh, yes. I have two, because okay. one's like a bad one and one's like a funny one. Okay. <laughs> so I'll start with the, the bad one, I say, okay. the funny one, because I was so nervous to say this one, because I was like, oh, God, what if Audrey doesn't get the joke? And I know it's a really touchy subject, but way back in our Sharon Tate episode, when I fan cast Roman Polanski as Timothy Chalamet. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I will know. I thought people are going to think I'm crazy, <laughs> and I think people are going to think, "Oh God!" Like, I love Timothy. So does that mean I love Palance? No, I hate him. And I said it in the episode. It's just a meme within myself. Like, I just cast him, and then we started doing that with Austin as well. Yeah. Like. <laughs> but then my good one is, and I'm very proud of this, is Harris Dickinson as Robert Redford. I'm sorry. I'm going to keep going on about it. I'm very proud. <laughs> Very yeah, fun. that was a good one. Thank you. <laughs> nice. Um, what who have you got? I went with in the Cassavetes episode for Elaine May. I fancasted Allison Janney. And I think that's my proudest work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it shook me to my core. Like, it was brilliant. <laughs> um, that was a very good one. It still needs to get made. I think the for Robert sure. Redford one, too. Yeah. Get on it. Someone in Hollywood. <laughs> Come on, Hollywood. Come. Actually, I got one for you that you said that stuck for me. Okay. It's Vincent D'Onofrio as. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Oh, yeah. That <laughs> guy. <laughs> that was sound. Rita's like husband. <laughs> Rita's husband. <laughs> That's only how we know him. <laughs> yes. That's true. I forgot about that. Was that. that was very good. Yeah. I'm I love our fan casting. I'm... Me too. After we watch these films and we record the episode, what are the films that you have watched from these actors that you watched after the episode? And also why? I'd like to know why you watched them. Why? <laughs> it's like okay. good question. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm in the same boat as you. I was going through and I was like, oh, I actually haven't really gone back. But I think it's only because it's been a year or less for a lot of these people. Yes. And yes. we watched a ton of films. I just like to keep going, keep like discovering people, which... Yes. It's just, it's too soon. It's not personal to the yeah. to the yeah, actor. It's yeah. just, it hasn't been that long. So yeah. But yes, to answer your question of why, I wanted to watch this Elvis movie because I heard it was his best performance. And oh. it is. No. Yeah. And what is um, that? Loving You. Okay. It. So yeah, I was like, oh, dang it. I wish I'd watch this because then I could talk about it. But now I have a chance. Yes, come on, lay it on us. It's like Jailhouse Rock where he plays himself, where he's discovered and then he becomes a big star and everybody really likes him, but then has some struggles with his management and stuff like that. It's weird like how much they put into his films of real life stuff. That's okay, so there. weird. I'm certain there's films that we watch as well that are like that. Yeah, it's a lot of them. Like, why is that? But anyway, so I watched this. Oh, February. Okay. And I think it's like his most serious film yeah. where it feels like a real movie. He's It's got Elizabeth Scott and Wendell Corey. So those are like two established actors. Popular actors, yep. And they both are great. And then I think Elvis is like playing, feeding off of that. And something I mentioned in my review was like that his character was very much not an Elvis character where he's really mean to women and stuff like that. He was actually a really nice guy oh. and just cute and sweet and stuff, which is like really refreshing. That's so different. Oh, so we should have watched that. That would be a great show. <laughs> and then you have Elizabeth Scott, who's playing his manager it's so awesome to see a woman being in charge and yes. then I think Wendell Corey plays her husband or like her fiance or something and he was really funny and not but I was worried they were going to do like a love triangle or something but they didn't really do that and he was like really nice to her and to Elvis and stuff so it's oh. like everything was different than I expected and I really liked the soundtrack as well nice I think Edith Head did the costumes Oh. girl you did yeah she did so yeah of course then the costumes are off though <laughs> oh, loving you okay you're, yes. you're selling it to me okay I think you like it yeah it's good and then this isn't an Elvis movie but I watched the Kurt Russell biopic oh yes 
It wasn't. You love Kurt Russell. <laughs> Wait, no, I don't know no. why I said I thought I was looking at Harvey Keitel. It was the painting. <laughs> The oh yeah I, i've seen that one though oh my god okay thank you i'm not going crazy i'm not going i forgot about the harvey one though see come on yeah have you seen the harvey one i have okay should i talk about that one okay i wonder about them both yeah <laughs> okay i'll talk about the kurt russell one first the kurt russell one is the shelly winters yeah yes yeah yeah cool. and Sorry, i that's love shelly that's it that's yeah, what you yeah. love yes <laughs> So yeah, she plays uh, Gladys, his mom. Yeah. yeah. And she's great, obviously. <laughs> Come on. But yeah, it was okay. Like, it was way too long. I think it was like two and a half hours. Yes. To really not need to be. I thought Kurt Russell was good, though. He was playing a little bit more of like a caricature, though. Okay. Than Elvis. I think he did better younger Elvis than older. It's definitely a sanitized version. It only came out like, two years after he died. Yeah. I don't know. They're not really going to do anything that spectacular. Yeah. No. And it just felt like a cash grab. Yeah. The man just died. Like, I don't think you need to make a movie about it. But he does his whole life. He doesn't probably young young to old. Yeah. But they definitely favor younger, better. So it feels really rushed at the end. Because they're like, oh, yeah, now we get the rest of it. But I did think the family stuff was way better than how it was in the newer one. Because they don't really do stuff with his parents that Mm. much. Yeah. So I did like that. But yeah, I just think if you mix the two of them together, it might be like the perfect Elvis biopic. What's it like representing the Colonel? He's not really in it. Like he is so interesting. (gasps) Yeah. Because he's still alive at that time. So very interesting. Which was really weird. And then another thing is, and this is no fault to Kurt Russell, I think he just lip synced. Okay. Yeah, but then it wasn't even like actual Elvis songs. It was like he was lip syncing to an Elvis impersonator. Oh my gosh, it wasn't even Elvis. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think my thing is if you can't get the rights to the songs, don't make a biopic. 100%. But he got the other stuff simple. down, like the voice. Yeah. And yeah, I didn't think he was bad, but I think no. Austin is, he just went above and beyond. Louise brought up this masterpiece. <laughs> it's actually pretty good, I won't lie. Okay. Okay, yeah. It's not a biopic, but I think it's good to bring up. It does have Elvis. Yeah. It's called Finding Graceland. And um, this is probably like the weirdest casting choice maybe of all time. <laughs> Harvey Keitel is <laughs> Elvis. Who like, said yes to that? This <laughs> man is from New York. <laughs> He's short. Yeah. I'm not even going to lie. Like, he really gets it. Yeah. It's such an absurd film. It's literally about how this man thinks he's Elvis. Mm-hmm. And as the movie goes on, you're like, maybe he is Elvis. I don't he's know. It's to believe it. It's a fever dream. So they actually filmed some of this at Graceland. Obviously, they couldn't go upstairs so they just filmed in the bottom <laughs> what's up with that because i was watching a travel show right there's this icon called jane mcdonald and she goes to, like all these places and it's on this documentary and she goes to graceland and yeah they don't let her oh. film upstairs you can go upstairs you just can't film yeah oh okay what weird i want to know what's there that's strange i know some people that's have said like they... they think elvis is still alive like because <sighs> of that and he like lives in the <laughs> It's like people aren't allowed to go in his bedroom. God, that's insane. Yeah. That's really weird to me. It is weird. And that's mad that they even they they let them film downstairs. Mm -hmm. They that just shows that they let this film go in there and not even go upstairs. Yeah. It's funny though because the whole point of the film is like they're trying to go to Graceland and they do, and then they just go to the stairs and then they like leave. That's it. <laughs> it's like emotional. I mean, it is still very emotional, but he doesn't even really walk around and he's supposed to like be the soul of Elvis or whatever. I need to watch this right now. <laughs> you should. I think you like it. It's silly, but. I feel like it would make me cry. Harvey is so good at crying and he cries at the end of this. I, I live for Harvey's doing such a great performance throughout such a weird film. Yeah. He's the best. He's so dedicated. Yeah. I think that's the reason alone to watch it, honestly. Yes. 
it's because most people would probably be like what like why am I here why am I doing this yeah. I look nothing like Elvis but he goes for it Fair and it's not embarrassing like it's a little embarrassing but I think him going so much for it makes it a little yeah. less embarrassing yeah he's kind of in on the joke yeah yeah there so is it Austin Harvey and then Kurt Kurt all the way down at the bottom yeah no. <laughs> I don't know because like the thing with the Harvey one is like he's spoiled he's not really an Elvis he's he's not Elvis yeah, yeah he's just yeah. a mentally ill man <laughs> I'm not laughing I swear <laughs> yeah, yeah it's hard to yeah, say can't compare yeah yeah but oh my god, Harvey's I, character in that would love the 2022 Elvis movie. He would, yeah. Like, like. <laughs> and um, then there's the classic, the one I thought of when I asked you this. Yeah. It's the clock. Yes, the clock. Oh my god. I can't wait. I You liked this film, didn't you? I love the clock. Love it. <laughs> love it. Yes. Oh my God. I was so glad to watch that because I was a little nervous because I think you said like you didn't like it very much. So I was like, oh, I probably won't like it either. But I loved it. And it's my favorite Judy performance. And also Robert Walker, he plays the love interest. I love him too. And I'm trying to watch all of his movies. So yeah. And I just, I really like them together. I love stories like that sort of well, because I think the the cool thing about it is like it takes place over a very short period of time and they're forced to get to know each other and their relationship grows. And I just think that's such an interesting, what's the word, like a, a plot device. Yeah. So no, you really have to get to know these people. Yeah. It's very intimate. I think it's just a really beautiful movie. And um, yeah. Judy just, she looks amazing. I think it's one of like her best, like her most interesting, well-developed yeah. characters yeah and I don't know if you liked it very much but I felt like the love interest guy like it was nice to see her with a nice guy and like an age appropriate yep yeah <laughs> love interest that very true. I just like watching old films where it seems like they really put in the time and the care to make it a good film and it wasn't there like they're just churning it out so. no yeah it doesn't feel like that at all like it yeah it feels very original as much as like have mixed feelings about Vincent Minnelli I think he really did do a good job working with Judy and yeah I really wish she'd gotten to do more just drama she's a wonderful singer and dancer but it's just weird she did so good in this movie like why didn't they let her well, always yeah do more like dramatic that. yeah I watched one more Judy movie actually Ooh. last week Easter Parade oh yes yeah. yeah and you've seen that right yes I've seen Easter Parade once again I liked it more than the clock but it's also one that I couldn't lie to you I couldn't remember anything from it <laughs> apart from it was the film that made me realize I don't like Paddy yeah he's awful not him but like his character yeah awful he's making her up I think it's, it's really like a star, star is born 40. Ann Miller plays like Fred Astaire's old girlfriendly dance partner but then she drops him because she's like gonna be in the Ziegfeld Follies which I love that's just like in every old movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was a thing. They were in yeah. everything. And so then he's like, oh, I'm going to find a girl and make her my new dance partner. And so he yeah. goes to this bar and he picks Judy because she's performing in this. I don't really know. Like she's she wearing red. She's wearing pink. She red. Yeah. Pink. Pink. Uh, yeah. A frilly baby doll dress. <laughs> yeah. She looks yeah. so cute. Yeah, and then he like starts teaching her how to dance and stuff like that. The concept's fine. It's just really doesn't go anywhere. And yeah. also Fred Astaire was like twice her age. Gene Kelly was supposed to be in, play that role. And I think it would have been way better. And also just made more sense because it matters to the story. Because he's like friends with Peter Lawford, who is probably also around Judy's age. And it's like, why is this 50-year-old man like friends with <laughs> This 25-year-old that's never explained. Oh, my God. Right, yeah. <laughs> Hearing that Gene should have been in there. Yeah, oh, my God. Yeah. What happened there? <laughs> he broke his ankle. <gasps> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That could have been, like, career-ending. It could have. But... Wow. You like Fred dancing with Judy or Fred dancing with Rita? Ooh. That's hard in a bad way. In a bad way, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to <laughs> Okay, I won't lie. I'm going to go with Rita. 
Nice. Because I just think they match each other better. I think Judy dances better with Jean. I think she fits his choreography better. I agree with that. Very nice. Very diplomatic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but it's hard because I love both of them. I don't like Fred Astaire. He's a great dancer. Do not get me wrong. I think he's an absolutely brilliant dancer. Yeah. But I just like maybe just stick to dancing, innit? Yeah. And it's just his characters too. Like he always just plays really mean characters. Yeah, he does. He does. I just checked. I gave it three and a half. Oh, okay. I called it sweet. Okay. And I'm such a snake because I also said I could watch Judy and Fred dance together for hours and hours. So (laughs) every bit I've said, it's been a lot. Wow, exposing yourself. Fred Astaire is a great dancer. He is, yeah. 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 That's it. Full stop. It's just definitely one of those they made it just so they could write songs. There's no plot. (laughs) Oh, yeah, for sure. And to just dance. Yeah. Yeah. And if you like, that's great. But if you don't like me, then there's no it's, it's just not nothing yeah okay the lovely zeus asked us as well if we had any plans for our second year which is so daunted oh my god yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, what's your plans goals for the next year just like basic goals i would think it would be fun or at least like interesting to do like really old stars because i don't think we've really done anyone like pre-40s so maybe like some yeah. silent actors could be fun yes yes really early Hollywood was an insane period of time and I just think it would be cool to learn about what it was like back then and also get into silent stuff because I don't I'm really bad at watching that stuff and I think if I had more of a reason to I would yes yeah yeah yeah. and then another thing was like I think we talked about this but like having more of a theme like for the people that we pick so we could do child stars or like people who died mysteriously or something like that. Yeah, even like singers, actors, singers, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think like that would be theme. cool. And then I think you came up with this actually, but try to do more international stars too. I just wrote it down. I just okay, wrote it down. okay. Yeah, That's you talk yeah. about it because it's your idea. <laughs> it's only because when I look at my stats now, there it's just so heavily, like when language in the languages, the English bar is obnoxiously big. And um, <laughs> I used to be really good with watching foreign films. I love foreign films so much. I mean, my top two favorite films are Parasite and Battle Royale. That's Korean and Japanese. Like, I just love, I love Asian cinema so much. I love French cinema. I love Almodovar, like Spanish. And yes, I just haven't, I might, it's so bad this year. My stats for watching foreign films have been awful. So I have a rule now where I can only watch films if they're for the pod, for the Instagram, or if they're foreign. That's oh, wow. It. Like, that's it. <laughs> or they're from my watch list as well, because that is bad. I guess Hollywood is international for you. I know. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> In my soul, I am from the US too. <laughs> we should probably, like, branch out a little bit. I kind of wanted to do people, like, that we were yes. fans of first, and then we can, yes. like, now. No, can... because, yeah, because the whole thing about the pod was we are fans of them, so. No, that's fine. (laughs) Don't feel bad about it. No. (laughs) Yeah, I think the main thing is like branching out and just seeing where it takes us because that's what we did in our first year. Just go with the flow. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, but that's a good question, Zeus. Sorry, I don't know if that's like a fun enough answer or something. A very (laughs) admin-y, serious now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But as always, if people have ideas or mm-hmm. feedback yes. or whatever we're definitely open um 100% yes yeah okay should we do our final question oh my god let's do it so this is also <laughs> so this was from let's pull it up. this is from chad kino head yeah love you top 10 <laughs> movies of all the movies we've watched for the pod sadly for time reasons <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna just put it down to five just because you know us we would easily do ten but like yeah. the time <laughs> yeah <laughs> we talk too much we do we're gonna just limit to five which was also so difficult it was i have ranked them okay me too perfect yeah okay should we start with our fifth one sure number five <laughs> probably this is hilarious in retrospect but i did pick an elvis movie 
oh my god yes but it's you know, it's the whole vibe around it, it. is like, yeah so yeah I went with it happened at the world's fair I remember really loving that one I love the soundtrack it's got my favorite I've not seen it but it's got my favorite yeah. Elvis song in that you introduced me to oh yeah the, the really sad ones they <laughs> remind me too much of you yeah that's it that's oh beautiful song beautiful <laughs> I guess I don't really have a lot to say probably about a lot of these just because like I already talked about them yeah so but I just want to like one. mention them this might be this also might be controversial Ooh, like, okay my fifth pick especially now that I know the behind the scenes of it but it was the pirate because oh, okay. I'm basing it just on films alone and I just freaking love that film so much Gene Kelly was so fit in it and I thought Judy Garland was brilliant in it I'm just now thinking of the scene where she's throwing stuff at him it's so good I um, love that just really love it these five I've picked of all first time watches I thought I'm just going to do first time yeah, watches that's what I you did know, so, that, so I'm not just talking about Stand By Me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like no stick into first times but yeah I just loved it and it's one of the only ones I've given a five star to Ooh, okay yeah. there's so much happening there's like yes. romance drama so much dancing and fighting <laughs> gene kelly's thighs oh my god in the, the shorts yeah yeah <laughs> booty shorts he's literally wearing a romper i watched this on a coach and i was like <laughs> oh my god guys are you seeing this <laughs> brilliant <laughs> Oh my god. So four. this one, number four, was yeah. I was not expecting to like this. I think we both really loved it and we weren't okay. we didn't think we would, but it's Marvin and Tig. Oh for Cassavetes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Hold up there. laughs> yeah. Yeah, just like I don't like I was just amazed. Like I think it was made for TV or something, but like it made me cry and yeah, I just thought like the two of them were so amazing and just so cute. Oh my God. So problematic, but. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. But yeah, I just think about that movie a lot. It's um, very wholesome. Yeah. Very out of field as well, because all of his films are so like, just not in that vibe. But yeah. Very depressing or dark. And then he just comes out with this one. And it's like, yeah. what? I'm Billy Dee Williams as well. Yeah. I love Lando. We've got to put that out there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, plus I just think like the relationship is so interesting because they should not be yes. like father son because Cassavetes is an alcoholic and homeless and like all that yeah. stuff. Yep, a random like, man. Yeah, he's a stranger. <laughs> so yeah, but it's you want them to be together because they kind of balance each other out. So, yeah. yeah. On YouTube, definitely recommend it. That is a good, very good film. Yeah. I don't think people like it. I think we're like the only people. <laughs> you know what? If Marvin and Ty has no no defenders, we are not on this earth. We are <laughs> number one fans. <laughs> okay, so my number four is a classic that I actually also once again forgot about. It's I Love You to Death. Oh my God. Because, oh my God, we just love Devo. He's yes. the best character ever. Probably my favorite River character. You know I love Chris from Stand By Me, but I think it has to be Devo. Like, I just love him so much. That's when I really want to revisit. I was actually very tempted to buy it on DVD. <gasps> I love it so oh much. Oh my God, you should. I'm pretty sure it's on Amazon, so I think I might just do it. Like, yeah, do it. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm doing it. Because I love it. And it's one I would like really to show to people as well. Because yeah. it's kind of insane. But yeah, really good. Really good film. Very underrated as well. Even Keanu's in it and Kevin Clyde. Yeah. yeah. Great film. But yeah, like I said, I forgot about it. How bad is that? I, yeah, I would say that one, but I've seen it like three times. <laughs> it's that good though. <laughs> no, exactly. It's also, I looked on like my like rankings of each month and I did put like my own private hide Idaho before it. But when I think back on it, I Love You to Death is the one that stuck with me more as like a film I want to rewatch as well. So like, I yeah. just love it. Really, really oh. love that film. I'm glad I got to see it. I it's so it. fun. I feel like River fans don't even talk about it that much. Yes. Yeah. And it's right. his only comedy. Yeah. It's only like light film. Yeah. <laughs> I guess sneakers, but that's not, to oh. me, that doesn't really count as a I comedy. No. Yeah. But I it's love so sneakers fun. so much. Yeah. I love sneakers. <laughs> Wait a minute. No. Number three. So I went with, and we haven't talked about her at all, but I went with a Brittany Murphy movie. Perfect. Yeah. And I went with Little Black Book. Oh, I love it. With the best <laughs> twist known to man. Yes. 
I am actually like still cannot get over the psychological damage. No. But yeah, as someone who doesn't really like rom-coms, especially that era, it basically turns every single trope on its head. And I just love that so much. Yeah. And like the love interest is not really even in the film, which is yeah. amazing. So it's like all women. We shipped them with Rashida Jones, didn't we? Yeah. They were like, they should have been together. <laughs> yeah. Even though it was like under weird circumstances. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like that movie is so absurd. So I love it so much. I just like weird comedies. So for my third pick, I went with Love and Tosha. Just oh, because yeah. um, just beautiful. My God. A film that I'd always put off because of how much I love Anton. So I just really didn't want to watch it. <laughs> I'm actually so glad that you and Zeus forced me to watch it. <laughs> I'm very glad about that. But yeah, it, it was just beautiful. Really touching, touching ode to this beautiful man. And I just thought it was a really lovely documentary. Yeah, re- really insightful watch. I loved it. Yeah, cried my eyes out throughout the whole film. <laughs> but I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Very special. And like I said as well, very special that I got to watch it with you and get me through it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was tough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially because a lot of our documentaries that we watch as well have been like so like depressing. I think of like the Britney one. And, like, mm-hmm. and so it was nice to watch them a bit like uplifting in a way. Um, yeah. As someone that knew a lot about Anton and loved Anton for a while, even I learned loads of stuff from that documentary. So it's just a really perfect watch. Nice. Yeah. And I think that's what a documentary should be. Yes. Learning. <laughs> Learning and loving <laughs> the subject. Exactly. Like, unless it's like about a bad person. True. Yeah. I don't know if you like this one as much as me, but my number two is The Preacher's Wife, the Whitney oh, Houston. Yeah. <laughs> another person we haven't mentioned true yeah like i'll probably watch it this christmas i was gonna say we should watch it at christmas yeah we should i think i watched it in the middle of the summer so not really (laughs) good vibe it didn't hit as much even if i didn't like it as much i liked it like maybe i need it to be christmasy and cold and like yeah I don't think I mentioned this in the episode but like the stuff with denzel's character and how i was worried she was gonna fall in love with him and but she's married and stuff so I was like really relieved that didn't happen and they were just friends yeah you don't get that a lot in films no come on even in like old films as well so that's brilliant that they did that yeah because also he's like a ghost or no he's an angel so I don't know Denzel (laughs) Louise would be like sorry husband (laughs) (laughs) no but that's very good and it's very true to her character it's Mm -hmm. perfect yeah I like that a lot what about you? Number two. My second, it's The Wrecking Crew. Oh my God. Because I just, yeah, this is going to be shocking. Before the pod, I had actually not seen any Sharon films. It's just because they're just not available anywhere. A minus topless one that I watched a couple months before. Finally, there was a version. But so yeah, I didn't watch any of her films. I only knew Wrecking Crew from the literal, from in the film, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And I'm actually, I had to, I couldn't rent it on Google. I had to buy it. So <laughs> I've had it on my Google Play for forever and when the sun is saying and it's downloaded on my phone and when I feel sad I, I rewatch her bits in it oh if I'm like feeling down I'll just like, watch her scenes and I'm, I'm so embarrassing oh but that's cute me. I like that but yeah getting to watch it for the pod is brilliant it's actually genuinely one of my comfort films <laughs> Freya's the best I love yes, her right I'm very tempted to get a Freya tattoo <gasps> oh my god you should I really want what would it be like well, her face? I love the, yeah, I love the picture of her in the blue um, with the wig. Mm-hmm. I've got a photo of it on my phone. I've saved it for that reason. But um, but yeah, I love the Wrecking Crew. I love it so much. Love it so much. Yeah, best one ever. <laughs> it's such a bad film, but I love it. <laughs> what was your number one film for the pod? Okay, my number one is Road to Selena for oh, Rita Hayworth. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> Uh, that was the 70s one wasn't it uh-huh yeah I am obsessed with this movie it's just incredible and I love all the three lead performers yeah plus like Rita it's almost not her in a way because the role is so different and she's a lot older and I hadn't really seen a lot of her older stuff it's very messed up but it's still in like a palatable way if that makes sense yeah like it's not too weird and I don't think it's like really pushing anything in your face 
either. So it's just interesting to think, to have thought back on all of this stuff, because I think the common theme was like, I always really enjoyed the person and their performance, but I wasn't always like a fan of the movies. Um, (laughs) Which is disappointing too. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I just think with these five, to me, they were great performances and just, I really enjoyed the movies too. The whole package. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, so yours is a river one. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I feel like I might know what it is. <laughs> it's your, I think it's, it's one of your favorite yeah. films. Ever. I just love this film so much. Yeah. My number one film of this year for the pod is Running on Empty. Yeah. I just, oh, come on. What a film. What a film. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was just something that I just wasn't even expecting to go in, wasn't expecting to love as much as I did. I thought, okay, this is what he was Oscar nominated for. And it started a bit and I was like, hmm, interesting, okay. But I just loved it. Just the family together. I think it's when they start singing together in the house. I was like, okay, yeah, this is the best film ever made. And I hate Kevin Klein to this day for taking over his Oscar. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm still on it. I'm sorry. I know it's the pod. Oh, wait, that reminds me. I've seen another one of the nominees of that Ooh, year okay <gasps> yeah so it was martin landau your fave <laughs> yeah for um tucker a man in his dream or something oh okay he was good but it's yeah we mentioned this river is not a supporting performance no, he no, doesn't no. like the other i've seen the three i haven't seen the other one because it's like super long historical drama so <laughs> i don't care <laughs> of course, no, <laughs> but yeah so I just think it's interesting. It just helps me realize like the Oscars are really weird and it's like measuring up performances that like aren't really, they're not similar. They're not all like playing no. the same role. But like so. sometimes I really do feel like they get it right. And I think nominating River at least was a, was a right thing to do. For a film that wasn't even, it's not, I don't think it's Oscar bait. Because it's like a high school drama in a way. I'm very happy they did that and it deserved the nomination. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just love that film. Yeah. Love it so much. I love it. I will say, like, those four nominations are super random, though. Like, what? maybe the 80s was just different, yeah. Because <laughs> it was a fish called Wanda, wasn't it? That yeah. Was. Like, that's a comedy. Like... Yeah. And then same with Married to the Mob, with oh, Dean Stockwell. Dean Stockwell was nominated yeah. with that. Yeah. That's mad. Sorry. He was yeah. the only Oscar nomination. Because <laughs> I think when we did the River stuff, I... I Dean Sokol was another person I didn't really know mm-hmm. of. Like... Me neither. I don't think I really knew him at yeah. that point. Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> two, two of the five are comedies. That's a really big get... deal. Yeah, we don't get comedies anymore. <laughs> oh, the good old days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if do you think River should have been nominated for something else too? Yes, always still think Stand By Me 100%. That would have been like such drama as well if he got nominated at that yeah he still is one of the youngest nominees ever that would that would have tipped it over the edge yeah i think the youngest ever is jackie cooper and he was like nine who is this jackie being nominated cooper? at nine who is this guy who is- do you remember ziegfeld girl he was yes. like judy's like friend who was like in okay. love with her oh my god i think he was lana turner's brother I got you. I yeah, got you. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Should we, try Should we wrap it up? Yeah. Oh my God, okay. Yeah. This past year, I'm genuinely not just saying this, has been the best year of my life. It's my literal goal when I made my film Instagram was to have a podcast and yeah, and to make a best friend in the process of it as well. Perfect. I literally could not have asked for a better thing to happen to me. It's been amazing. Oh. I yeah. loved every second. <laughs> oh, me too. And this has always been a goal of mine too. And it's crazy to think, one, that came true. And then two, it's, we've been doing this for a year and how much longer. I just hope to keep doing it on. Like, I'm really, really thankful. I'm so excited to just jump straight back into it as well. Yeah. Like, I had a little break and I'm so ready now to get back into it and start making some more episodes. Yes, me too. Because we've got four that I'm like that I'm very excited about same four yeah. very amazing actors that like people are not ready for it's gonna be so good yeah that's true yeah we've got four people coming up 
they're all a surprise, except next, our next subject will be gene tyranny. Join us in a couple of weeks. We'll have some new, a new episode out. Yeah, I'm very excited to be back and getting back into the the grind. <laughs> yes, yes. Another day, another dollar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank you to our followers for sending in the questions. Yes. We really appreciate it. Thank, thank you to everyone that's been here with us as well. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Our loyal fans. It's kind of weird to think like people listen to them. <laughs> Don't. It blows my mind. <laughs> No, we do really appreciate our fans and we hope you enjoyed the episode and we're looking forward to our next subject. So thanks for listening and we'll see you in a couple weeks. This episode was co-hosted and edited by me, Audrey Cornell, co-hosted by Louise Coleman. The music was written by Nia D'Amelio. Gone But Not Forgotten is a part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and podcasts, visit thetridentnetwork.com.